Welcome to Train, Develop, Compete. I'm your host, Mike Klinge. I'm joined today with Logan Driscoll, professional baseball player of the Tampa Bay Rays. Logan is a local product out of Lake Braddock High School. Went to George Mason University, was an All-American there. Second round draft pick by the San Diego Padres. Uh, was later traded to Tampa Bay, where he right now is residing in his professional career uh, at AAA level uh, in Durham. Knocking on the door of the big leagues, will be in big league camp this year. So we're excited to obviously track his journey and, and hopefully get to the big leagues this year, Logan. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, just real quickly, I just wanted to go over like, you know, what's what's some of the things that you you felt like you've evolved as a catcher from high school to college, college to pro ball, and now you're literally knocking at the big leagues, which has probably been a you know childhood dream, not just for you, but for your brother who's here today, your parents. I mean, I remember when I got to the big leagues, it was uh, my family got there with me, right? It wasn't right. just my journey. It's 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 the family's journey. It's 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 your wife's journey now. You know, you're married. Like, what 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 have you learned that you think uh, is going to propel you to the big leagues this year? That's been most instrumental in your development. Right. I think early on in your career, you're trying to do a little bit of everything. You're trying to flash tools. Right. You're going from high school to college. Even in college, your end goal isn't college. You're trying to do something with the bat behind the plate that's going to get you noticed. And I think a lot of guys in college kind of prioritize the bat but don't realize how uh, important it is to catch because what I realized this year is, and over my career, it's catching allows you to to stick around, right? right? So if you're good defensively, if you can control staff, call good games, it just buys you time to figure out the bat. And I think a lot of guys put emphasis on that. And when they do put that emphasis, it kind of, uh, like emotionally, you're invested in hitting and catching and it doesn't really work that way. You know, a lot of guys can't separate the game and, I think that's one thing that I learned this year uh, with my manager, Morgan Ensberg. played in the big leagues, he's done it, and he said the biggest thing that's going to hold you back is if you can, can or cannot separate the two sides of the game. That's great advice. I played against Morgan. He was a phenomenal player. Um, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> the big thing for, I think, young players is to understand, you know, there is two huge sides of the game, right? Obviously, catching is paramount, right? It's, I, I think the only position that is equivalent to catching on a baseball field is a shortstop. Right. Like, if you have a lights-out shortstop, you can get the big leagues just on defensive capability. So being a left-handed power back, because that's kind of what you've known for, you're kind of unique because you're an ultra-athletic catcher, right? You, you're a, at one time, you were a 6'6 six, six runner or better. Yep. I'm not sure where you're at now, but I'm sure you still run well, right? Yeah. But you're a plus-plus thrower, but now you've become, from what you and I have talked about, you're a plus-plus catcher. <clears throat> and so your road to the big leagues, you hit it right the head. The way you stick is what you do behind the plate. Right. Your leadership qualities – calling a game, understanding the game. And I think that's something where at the youth level in high school, no one ever talks to these kids, right? Everything's called through these pitch comms now. Uh, every, everything's called through these, uh, the watches. And I think that craft is getting lost. Even though pitches still may be getting called from the dugout, that pitcher needs to be on the same page as that catcher with the clock starting now in the pro ball, <clears throat> the tempo and the relationship there. So, I think that's great advice for young catchers is, yeah, yeah, offense is the sexy part of baseball, right? right. Like we call it, like everyone wants the home runs, the, the, the on-base percentage, the, the, the slugging. But at the end of the day, if you can't receive and you can't make a ball off the plate look like a strike and, and you can't block and keep extra 90s, you, you really need to have a position change, to be honest, right? right, right. And so I think that's great advice. <clears throat> you know, now you're in pro ball, you're, you're now you're, 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 you're a veteran, right? You're five years in your professional career. You know, how important is it to learn how to catch different pitchers, right? Like, when you're in high school, there's really no high carry fastball guys, right? It's 85 to 90. 
a breaking ball with a little depth on it. And, and to be honest with you, it's, 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 it's really easy to catch. A novice catcher can handle it. Now you're facing guys that turbo sink, they're throwing sweepers, they're throwing sliders, they're throwing cur- – like, how do you adjust to all that? Is it just reps with those guys or is it, you know, drill progression? Right. I would say it's more drill progression. I mean, we see these guys – now everyone's pretty much doing some variation of a glove prep down to the ground. And what that's doing, it's allowing you to allow the ball to travel because now you're below the baseball. It's easier to work up through a pitch than be above it and now it breaks down. So you're buying time, you're pushing back that window to where you need to make that decision. Um, and then, like you said, it's a lot of reps. It's knowing, hey, what is this guy's miss? Like if I'm catching a lefty guy with a sinker, what is his miss? Because yeah, he might have a sinker, but his miss might be the pulled sinker to the other side. Mm-hmm. So. I need to coordinate where I'm prepping my glove for that nasty pitch that he might accidentally throw. So, so you're, you're basically uh, preparing for the worst case scenario, right? Because right? right. it's oh. easier to get the pitch that he wants to right. execute, but right. it's, the, it's the one that you clank that costs the extra yes. base, which is uh, obviously goes against the catcher most times. So <clears throat> now, now you're getting ready to start the season. What stuff are you doing right now routine-wise to make sure that you're ready for, I guess you'll leave here in a few weeks? Right. I mean – the biggest thing that I think I prioritize is receiving. I mean, that's what everyone's looking at right now. That's why they're talking about electronic strike zones because it's not becoming an issue. It's just catchers are getting really good, and that's what these orgs are prioritizing. Um, so every day it's receiving work. Um, there's sometimes some transfer work, some throwing stuff. But, I mean, number one is kind of grooving out the positioning to receive out of, and then that's what transitions into blocking and, and throwing. How much work do you do blocking-wise, reps-wise? I mean, receiving, I've seen you in here the few days you've been here. Like, it's, it, you're, you're always prepping. You're working on your hip mobility. <clears throat> but how much do you do actually, like, blocking with machines or, you know? I mean, it's probably, like, once or twice a week. Okay. But I've figured out that if I'm in the right position to receive, and, like, that's one of the biggest things that I preach if I'm working with someone. It's like, let's put you in a position to where you can receive at your best, throw at your best, and block at your best. I want something that works for everything. Okay. Because it really simplifies the game. And then from there, I mean, if you're in a good position, now it's just can I transfer my weight to get in front of the baseball, right? Blocking used to be this big thing, oh, kick back your feet, you know, get your, your bare hand behind there. But the catching position has become more of like an art form and individualized. Um, some guys will kick out when they block. Some guys stay up straight. Some guys put the hand behind. Some guys rodeo block, you know? Um, so I would say, like, that's the biggest thing with – with catching and blocking, it's like, can you just block the baseball and keep it in front of you? So what you're getting at is, <clears throat> for, for a long time, there's been these absolutes of catching, right? right. The kickback, the dropping the hips, rounding your shoulders. Right. You know, it, it sounds like what you're telling me is it's almost now like pitching or hitting. Right. Where it's very specialized of, okay, what kind of movements do you have? Are you athletic? Are you non-athletic? Like, how do you throw from one knee? Do you need to be a guy that's on this knee? So really, in order to teach our catchers correctly at the youth level, <clears throat> there needs to be almost like an assessment process. Like right. they need to try a few different things and see what feels the best, what looks the best, and what executes the best is what, you, what you're getting yeah. at. Yes, definitely. How long did that take you to get where you're at today to figure that out for yourself? Like was it trial and error? Was it a coach come to you and say, hey, Logan, you need to get in this position. You, you're, not, you're not moving as well here or there? I think it's a lot of just like trial and error. Yeah. Um, I mean, every year I look back at the film that I had from the previous year and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, now I'm doing something completely different, but our bodies are also always changing. The more I get into those positions, the more positions I can get into that are different. Um, but it's a lot of just trial and error. It's, I tried to do a kick out at some point, but I'm like, 
now I can't block. But someone with longer legs might yeah. be able to do that a little bit better than me. So that's okay. a lot of just, and like bullpens are the best thing to do. I mean, not a lot of guys enjoy catching bullpens, but that's going to be the most quality work you can get. Um, and in those situations, you should be trying to receive everything. I don't care if it's in the dirt or up high, just present the pitch because now when that ball's six inches below and it's a borderline strike, now you already have been working pitches above, you know? So doing that work and experimenting with your setups in those situations are, are the best way to go about it. Yeah, I've always said like the bullpens for high school catchers is something that no one wants to do. Right. <clears throat> and I would always explain, man, when you go to spring training, there's a four, six, or eight pack, and you guys just get worn out. Yeah. I mean, it's brutal. And that, but that's where you learn your craft. Right. And it's kind of like equipment of shortstops. I always tell my high school guys, when we take BP, go play shortstop live in the game. Make your dives, make your routes, make your V cut backhands. I don't need you to really make the throw. You can every once in a while if you want, but like, go at your 10 effort level yes. in that BP or even in that mass fungo series, <clears throat> because that's the only time you're going to be able to play at that 10 speed. Right. Like, when can you. A machine, like if your brother right here is putting the ball in the machine, you know exactly where it's going. It's going yeah. to 12 and When do you not know where this ball is going? When do you have to react? It's bullpens. Right. Outside of a game, it's only bullpens. Right. So I think that's great advice. What's the one thing <clears throat> for all the high school catchers and below, what's the best piece of advice you can give them as far as setup uh, in, in, in a verbiage? Um, I would say when I'm looking at setups, if you're on an E, right, the biggest thing is having a good – chest posture. I think a lot of guys kind of sit, sit back yep. and now we're not really in a great position to receive, to block, because if I'm chest up, now I recognize that pitch is going to be in the dirt late and now I'm jerking forward. Too much movement. Um, yeah, too much movement. You're going to miss those blocks. Um, and also chest up now when I'm going to transfer, I'm standing upright. I'm not working through where I'm throwing to. So I would say like number one is just figuring out um, like the chest angle of everything can I throw out of this chest angle? Can I receive correctly out of this chest angle? And can I block out of this chest angle? Because that really simplifies everything. Now, once you get that, you mess around with how your hips are working. Yep. Can I push to block? But like the chest angle, I would say is number one, and being comfortable with setting your glove on the ground and just waiting for the pitch. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny as you're talking, I'm a hitting guy, as you know, and, <clears throat> and I'm learning, learning the catching position from you and others. It sounds like your 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 chest angle is almost like as a hitter, like your side bend, right? Like, mm -hmm. what posture do I want to create my competitive advantage as a hitter? Do I want to be more upright? Most times we want a little bit, you know, slight side bend, right. and we want to ride that out as long as possible. And then to me, being late with the glove pickup, right, it's almost like as a hitter, we were talking about with your swing yesterday, like, hey, let's get beat deep one time, right? It's easier to, early in the season, off season, let's get bit, get beat deep. Right. And then let's, you know, because the party's out front, but let's not start way out here and try to come. Let's start here. So let's let's be late. Like, let's be late with our pickup, see where the pitch is, boom, then go get it, rather than, you know, try to anticipate and then have to come back down. So it's, the more I hear you talk, you know, it's kind of like they would always say hitting and pitching are a lot alike. Right. I mean, you start tying all these things in, catching and, and hitting. There's some similarities as far as Definitely. verbiage. And, you know, if you have poor posture as a hitter, you're toast, right? If you have poor posture as a catcher, you're throwing, you're blocking, you're receiving, you're toast. Right. And I, I, I showed you that, that picture of a young youth catcher that we were breaking down yesterday, and you know, he was kind of upright and you know, looked stiff, yeah. right? Like, so kind of get that nice forward tilt, how far down it's gonna be the comfortability of the, of the right. athlete, right? right? So we're gonna, we're gonna um, you know, go out here in a little bit and go over some drills and video those. And you know, I, I always appreciate you coming in. Okay. You know, it's, 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 you know I, every time you come in, I learn. You know, you're a great baseball mind. And, 
you know, we want to wish you the best of luck this year. Um, you know, we're, our, our goal to do these podcasts is is to con- constantly send content out to, you know, you, you and your brother are big Northern Virginia guys, right? You were huge high school athletes, college athletes, and now you're in Pro Bowl. It's trying to send, you know, great uh, information to these kids, right? And and um, that's something that I think is missing this area. So, you know, we're going to go out there, look at some drills. We're going to post them, and, you know, I appreciate you joining us on Train, Develop, and Compete. All right, the first drill that we're doing, um, it's kind of an essential for me when I'm building up into my receiving progression, is um, just uh, some short hops receiving, and it's to kind of iron out my glove prep, getting down to the ground and waiting for the pitch, and the short hop forces you to stay down and work through the baseball. And what you, what you'll see is there's variations between the hops. Some, some are a little bit longer and some are shorter. Um, and with the longer hops, being able to ride out the ground and work through that pitch um, is a good way to make sure that I'm reading the pitch but also staying in contact with the ground as long as possible to allow for that late movement to occur. <laughs>